Happy Easter, Payne County, Stillwater, Oklahoma. We are the pastors of Payne. You have joined us, uh, perhaps on the radio, 9.30 in the morning on Sundays on Pete 94.3 and AM 780 in glorious Stillwater, Oklahoma. Maybe you're listening to us on the Oklahoma Catholic Broadcasting Network every Wednesday at 3.30. Maybe you're listening to us on an airplane as a podcast. Shout out to you, Zach Esposito, listening to us as you travel around the country recruiting future gold medalists uh, to join the Oklahoma State wrestling team. Uh, whoever you are, we welcome you to the Pastors of Pain. We're a little weekly, oh, 29 and a half minutes uh, radio show podcast. I'm here. Oh, I'm Father Brian O'Brien, and I'm here with yours truly. There he is. <laughs> Father Kerry Wakulich. You thought he wasn't here, but he's here. Yes. I, you, I've, uh, my brain and my body is exhausted. That's because it's the end of the year. It's the end of the year as we know it. And I feel tired. Yes, I can't wait to get on an airplane and sleep. All my bags are packed. I'm ready to go. What? Do you know that song? John Denver. I'm leaving on a jet plane. Don't know know if. When I'll be back back again. again. I can't remember. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm coming back. I, uh, canonic- I hope so. I'm canonically bound to yeah, this are. diocese. So, uh, yeah, so it is it is now officially in the world of Stillwater, at least in the world of Oklahoma State, it is officially summertime. Summer, summer, do, 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 So the, the public schools are not out. Oh, honey, honey. Uh, yeah. Are the homeschoolers, are they out? I, I think they're out all the time. <laughs> oh boy! Some of them listen to this. Oh, you really? Take that back. I I, I retract my You're previous mean, statement. You're a mean person of laughter, but not the statement of their. I own. love homeschooling. I ran into some homeschool kids at the Diocese of Tulsa office the other day. They right? were learning German from uh, Frau Williams. Oh, really? Rob, Robert Williams, nice. our seminarian, new seminarian. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. Awesome. He he grew up like speaking German. Yeah. Do you know, that? he does. Yeah. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's like good good German too. I agree. Okay. Okay. So anyway. It's awesome uh, to be out of school. So it's not totally summertime yet, but OSU is now officially out. Graduation, mm-hmm. May 11th. Uh, this is airing on May 12th. We're done. So we thought we'd talk a little bit about uh, summertime in Stillwater. And not just in Stillwater, not just in Payne County, but what you, the people of Payne County, might do with yourselves this summer. Vegetate on a chair yes. in the sun. And basically, there are some great television shows. If you're in what? the middle of the day, no. the price is right. The um, price is wrong, O'Brien. I was getting my oil changed the other day, and I was watching one of those judge shows, you know, where like people... <laughs> There's like like the judge. I mean, it's totally made for TV, and it's like two people screaming at each other. Oh. Who's the father of the baby? Misery and, loves company, eh? And it's like this is midday television. So you're, it's a waste of time. Uh, I mean, I, I would say that. Okay, it's, what better things do you, can you do with your life in the summertime? So yeah, so what I'm very excited about, uh, especially at St. Francis Xavier, is we've got some. I think some parishes kind of like. I mean, the summertime is definitely slower. Mm-hmm. People are gone a lot, and um, but we're we're cranking it up this summer. We got a lot going on, so we're going to do vacation Bible school that Ooh, we always do. Check. We're doing so a lot of stuff for for the youth. We're doing a um, a kids Bible study uh, from Genesis to Jesus is like a Scott Hahn, but it's done. It's kind of brought to the to the okay. level of of a very, of small children. 
Um, like VeggieTales. No, but above VeggieTales. Oh. Yeah. No, so you're, gonna be, are you going to awesome. dress up and dance? We've got. I'm not running it, uh, but I'll be. I'll be in and around. We got. Uh-oh. We got our uh, high schoolers going to the Steubenville Youth Conference okay. in Springfield. We're gonna do uh, a little like Catholic apologetics camp. We're calling it Camp Xavier. Four nights. We're every night six to nine, six o'clock. Food six thirty. We're gonna have uh, students giving their their witness talk, their testimony. Seven o'clock, a teaching on a particular subject. Eight o'clock, adoration and confession. Sounds awesome. It's going to be awesome. We've never done it before. We're trying it out, and I'm very, very, very excited about it. Then on Saturday mornings all throughout the summer, I'm doing what I did last year. I'm teaching on the catechism. Last year we did part one of the catechism. What? This year we're doing part two of the catechism on the sacraments. Beautiful. It's going to be awesome. Uh, and that's just a little bit. I don't have it all in front of me, but that's just a little preview of what's going on at St. Wow. Francis Xavier this summer. Very exciting. And then, of course, you know, weddings and... Yeah. Sunday Mass, of course. You don't sound like a lazy bum this summer like you did last summer. I was not a lazy <laughs> bum. What do you mean? Father, father, I fighting. Don't, I don't want to be on the podcast anymore. <laughs> My self-esteem is... Okay. Uh, you're going to Belgium. Tomorrow. Luxembourg. Tomorrow. That's amazing. Tomorrow morning, 9 a.m., I leave for Tulsa. Okay, so if somebody said, oh, great. Oh, you're going to Belgium, Father? Is this like your vacation? You're going to say? No. Yeah. My why? vacation's the week after that when I come back. What? Uh, why is this not a vacation? I mean, because I, I, I think people would say, you're a priest. You're going to, you're going to Europe. With 15 other people. Aha. Yeah. Aha. <laughs> Aha. Yeah, there is a... There is a a subtle but also very big difference between going on a pilgrimage and going on a vacation. Will you describe that difference, mm. however subtle? Well, people go on vacation and they see churches. They go on pilgrimages and they see churches. They go on vacation and they go to fun places to eat. Same thing on a pilgrimage. Uh, you may travel through a couple foreign countries. Same thing. And then there's like, what's the difference? Well, I'm going to give you, uh, give you two examples. Two examples. One, I would say, like, uh, one is to, uh, like, like a pilgrimage. First one is to get you on sort of a different path of life. Or if you've been off the path, to kind of put you back on it. So the pilgrimage is specifically designed to help people make these stops through this trip. And pray along the way to show them uh-huh. the kind of the four components to the the early church, which is uh, the a little bit of work each day you're going to do, um, some prayer you're going to do each day, nice eating together, and the communal life worship. And so we're going to do those things along the way on this pilgrimage. Uh, so that that's that's one of them to, to kind of reorient yourselves. And to deepen more into the faith, these beautiful things that are the mysteries of God. The second one is to make a change. Metanoia. There's this the scene. But God made me perfect. Why do I need to change? I'm channeling college students right now. <laughs> I don't need to change. So there was this young man, and his name was Saul of Tarsus. 
And Saul of Tarsus. He was, sounds interesting. He, oh, yes. Tell me more. He was called a zealot. You know, like we have, we have zeal, lots of zeal for things. Zello in Greek means to boil. And so he was a young man who was boiling. And he was going to a town of, what was that town? Jess, what was that town? Father Damascus. Brian. Damascus. He was going to Damascus. Thanks. He was going to Damascus. And along the way, he encountered Jesus, the resurrected Lord. Jesus says, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Now, what's interesting about that is he left for Damascus. And Damascus was, in the early church, the epicenter of Christianity. It was like a very, very, very Christian town. And so Saul is leaving all his other friends that are sort of zealousness. Saul still breathing murderous threats. threats. Yeah, he's going towards Damascus. So he's, And then along the way, he has an encounter with Jesus. And his sins are made known because the, then when, when, he get, when Jesus— This uh, is Acts chapter 9. Yeah, yeah. Jesus talks to who? And says, hey, I want you to go and baptize him. Ananias. He goes to Ananias. Jesus says, Ananias, I want you to go and see this guy Saul. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We know what kind of guy yeah, Saul is. I'm not is. messing with that dude. He kills Christians for yeah. a living. And he's like, Ananias, I want you to go there. And he's like, okay. That's courage, man. Yeah. So this is the, a great image of the pilgrimage. It's like, I want you to go uh, Osama bin Laden. I want Osama bin Laden is here, and I want you to go and speak to him and baptize him. You would be like, whoa, I'm not messing with that guy. Yeah. And that's what, I mean, that's what he was. He was kind of yeah. a terrorist. So yeah. Saul, Saul had this encounter with Jesus. He's away from his wild friends, these zealous friends, and he's on his way to a Christian town where people are living out the commandment, love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you. What good is it just to love those people who love you? Like St. Stephen. Yes. Who, who said— St. Paul participated in his— Saul, Saul killed him. Saul, yeah. Killed Stephen. Yeah. So we we have this. What's really cool about a pilgrimage is you get to you get these students away from like all the things that you know the the boiling things that are causing you know, a lot of stress on their life. You get them away, and you take them to these Christian religious shrines, and along the way, you you fast, you pray, you eat, walk, you hang out with other good people, you walk, you get a little less sleep. You get a little extra sleep. And then there's spiritual reading done. We pray the rosary. We go to mass every day. And when you put college students and young people in the midst of all of this, it it provides a, a deeper encounter with the Lord. You know, maybe throughout half of their year or a good chunk of their year, they haven't had time to dedicate to to Jesus and his church and a relationship with the Father and the Holy Spirit. And now they're going to do it in a really intense way. And so I've had students who have go on um, pilgrimages who came back and was like, who are you? I mean, they huge transformation. Change, metanoia. Yeah, metanoia. So there's a there's a uh, a, one of my favorite books uh, called The Way of the Pilgrim. If you've never read it, it's a it's a story of a Russian pilgrim. And he's basically like walking through Russia. The Way of the Pilgrim. I encourage everybody to read it. Hmm. Excellent read for this summer. It's very short. It's a it's a story, uh, and it is a, f- a famous, famous Russian book. But all along the way, it tells you how he's going through this. He's walking. He has daily prayer. He has daily daily Eucharist. 
uh, he he prays the Jesus prayer as he's walking. And so we do that on these. I mean, we've kind of taken that as the model of our pilgrimage. That's awesome. So it so when you so you are going to, as we said earlier, like you're not. This is not vacation. Uh, you, someone could easily say like, "Oh, look, he, he's <clears throat> you know how you know how is your vacation?" And we're saying it's not a vacation; it's a pilgrimage, mm-hmm. and that there's a difference. Um, Disney World, they can, you don't take a pilgrimage to Disney World. Some people go to Rome. Yep, Rome, the Holy Land. Yeah, um, those are I, I probably I would say probably Rome and the Holy Land are probably one two in the world as like destinations. Santiago Compostela. Yep, three yep, Spain. Hey, but um, people Mexico go city or to to the shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe yeah. in Mexico City. But people go on the Camino de Santiago as vacation. And they use it as a walk. They use it as recreation. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people go to Israel just for the historical stuff. They're not going there to. They're going there to see so the holy sites. Where is your heart? Yeah. So the, the, what, your heart is the difference between a pilgrimage and a vacation. Right. So right after I was ordained a priest, I got to go on a pilgrimage to the Holy Land. I remember that. I was five days a priest, and I got to celebrate Mass in the Tomb of the Resurrection. Whoa. Yeah. And so one of the things that I was told before I went, another guy who had gone a couple of years prior, he said, get up every morning. And when you're staying in this hotel in Jerusalem, you can walk in 15 minutes to uh, the church of the Holy Sepulcher. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so uh, OK, built, the church is built on the tomb where where Jesus was right, buried. Right. Helena, Constantine's mom, Constantine's mom built the original church over over those two sites. And so the. They're like 25 yards apart from each other. And so every morning I would sit in the, in the chapel on top of Golgotha and, and pray. Wow. And would just read the meditations on the passion of uh, the three days I was in Jerusalem. And then when I would go, we'd go to a different baby. place, uh, the Sea of Galilee, I would go and I would read all the stories around the Sea of Galilee. And then one occasion I went down to a dock uh, down at the bottom of our hotel, you jump in, and I backflipped into the Sea of Galilee. I was like, Just "Okay, like so Peter, I did can't you gird your loins." <laughs> you know, you, did he like, you know, he like, t- what does he do? It, it says he, he puts on he's clothing, like scantily clad, because he was fishing. Yeah, he's stinking hot out okay, there. Okay, so I that was the gospel from last Sunday, and I was reading it in Greek and reading it in Spanish, and it says he was naked, desnudo. Yeah, it says like oh. he's on the boat naked, and in English we say. He's lightly clad. Which is it? Uh, I, Spanish and Greek, it says he's as naked as a jaybird. Wow. Yeah. Uh, gymnasio, is that, gymnasio. Is that a good way to fish? Gymnasium? Gymnasio? I think yeah. that's a word in Greek for uh, to be without clothing on. Wow. Okay. So this is the, the beauty of a pilgrimage. Well, this, this got sideways. Uh-huh. So we're, we're going, and we, I always start off my pilgrimages with rest. So the very first day, we're going to uh, the Marian apparition. There's two Marian apparitions in Belgium. We're going to go to the Marian apparition in, I think it's Basset, or that's St. Andre Basset, whichever one that is. He's from Montreal. I know. He's my great-grandfather's first cousin. Uh, I know. And we're getting sidetracked. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so so let me bring it back. So pilgrimages. Okay, so you're going to Belgium. You're taking college students. Yeah. My guess is most of our uh, dozens of listeners, uh, most of our dozens of listeners, are not going to Europe this summer. Okay, 
They're not going to Rome. They're not going to the Holy Land. If you are, God bless you and safe travels and bring us back something nice. Uh, but most people are not going. Does that mean? Are, are, I guess our pilgrimages do pilgrimages always involve a plane ride? No, or a, a, a boat across an ocean. We, we were we had talked about the Marian apparition that occurred in Wisconsin, same time as the Great Chicago Fire, same group of Belgian people. So there's actually three of these Marian apparitions that have occurred all around the same time, all to Belgian farm people, two in Belgium. One in Wisconsin. So we can go to Wisconsin for a pilgrimage. Yeah, you can. You can go to Wisconsin. And then there's like, I think there's approved sites in the United States that are sites of pilgrimage. So what, uh, my guess is also uh, those same dozen listeners are also probably (laughs) not going to Wisconsin. Okay. Well, you could go to Quebec, Canada, to uh, the Shrine of the uh, North American Martyrs. Let me speak for our listeners. Anything closer? Uh, the, but how about Nagasaki? Do Maybe. I, that, <laughs> that's a, top. a great one in Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> uh, Are those closer? Anything closer? Oh, oh let me guess. Local. Local? Uh, G- uh, g- give me one. I I I don't. No, know. I'm just thinking. Like, so I'm just kidding. Could Bison, Oklahoma. Yeah. So we've got we've got right here in Oklahoma. The right? Archdiocese. We are, is we are not a very Catholic place, Oklahoma. Right. We run about five percent of the population here, and growing. But uh, there are places right here in Oklahoma to where you and you as an individual, you and your family, you and some friends could say today. So Father Kerry's going on a 10-day pilgrimage to yeah. Belgium and Luxembourg. Could you do like a one-day pilgrimage? Today we are going to the cathedral in Tulsa, 8th and Boulder, Holy Family Cathedral. Today we are going to the cathedral in Oklahoma City. Today we are going to the shrine in Bison or Prague or to visit the, the church of, of, of uh, Blessed Stanley Rother. Uh-huh. What am I what else? Clear Creek Monastery. Yeah. You could go over St. to St. Gregory's Monastery. Yeah. You could go over to the monastery in Arkansas if you want to cross the border. Subiaco. Subiaco. Yeah. So you could actually take what I've presented to you, which is uh you know, some sort of journey. Walking. W- while praying. Uh you can pray the rosary. We do Lexio Divina in there of the readings for the day. We have a spiritual book that we oh, we're, we're doing a Lexio thing this summer too at the uh, parish. Well, we're getting off track, Father O'Brien. But now we're back. And uh, when you said Lexio, I got real excited. So you that. you if you took your kids in a car, you could like play a mystery of the rosary between each place. You stop and have food and you make it like a full day trip and maybe you pick out some place to stay or camp. My buddy Ray Penny loves to camp with his kids and you could go down to some place and just like, you know, camp um, in some national national park in Oklahoma. There's lots of I like of the them. idea too of, of then of going with particular intentions. Yeah. So I always, when I've, if I've gone to Rome or I went to the Holy Land several years ago and like I would send it out on Facebook and kind of to my whole family, like send me your intentions and then what I would typically do is I would print them all out the day before I left. I would print them all out. And they mm-hmm. were, you know, some people were just like, for my family. Some people give you, you know, a nine-page story Ooh. of everything that's ever happened to them. But I would print it all out. I mean, so I'd have like a big kind of a thick little packet. And I would just carry that wherever I went. That was, it was just in my bag. And so when we would go to St. Peter's and celebrate Mass, 
uh, when we would go to in the yeah. Holy Land to any of those places you were just talking about, um, I would take out the paper and I put it on the altar when I would celebrate Mass. So that so those prayers rising up to God, but I went with with my own prayers, my own intentions, mm-hmm. you know, but also that of other people. And so when you take these old pilgrimages, whether ten days to Belgium, whether one day to Bison or Prague or Bahaska or somewhere cool like that, yeah is bring with you specific prayers. Maybe something's going on in your own life that you want to bring on this on this pilgrimage, but also to bring other people with you. We're in this together, the body of Christ. Yeah, it's fun. It's a cool road trip, too. You get out, you see the country, you get to grow in your faith. It's a, it's a moment of conversion, too, because you're in vehicles with people that you may not want to be trapped in a vehicle with. On one occasion, we were uh, on a pilgrimage through... Uh, through Poland, and one of my classmates from seminary decided, oh, yeah, I'm going to do my laundry, and then it rained the next day. <coughs> Excuse oh. me. It rained the next day, so what did he do with his wet laundry? He hung them up in the bus that we were in. Ew. So I looked to my right, and I was Gross. like, whose boxers are these? And I hear this, oh, those are my wakuch. Like, no, I the room at him, hit this him in the face. Breaks pilgrimage rules. Yes, you're not, if you do your laundry, you're supposed to dry it out yourself someplace. Well, inevitably, I think when you're traveling, and this is true certainly with families, but my guess is with your group, like at some yeah. point in ten days, you're you're with all these people. You kind of at some point you kind of you want some alone time. You get sick of each other, and so you're kind of your patience is yeah. called to grow. Uh-huh. Uh, that that idea of kind of iron sharpening iron. Um, that and that's part of the pilgrimage. Yeah. Is you never quite know who you're going to encounter. You never quite know the dynamics of the group that you're going with. Right. But that's you know you go back to Saul of Tarsus, you know, and he's yeah. he's on the it's it's while he's on the pilgrimage he had not reached his destination. He, while he was on the pilgrimage, who does he encounter? He enc- encounters the risen Lord, who calls him to conversion, not at his destination, but. At some point along the way, that's the beauty of pilgrimage. Yeah, I'll give you uh, two others. The um, the one of carrying the cross. Jesus says, "If you want to be my disciple, take up your cross and follow after daily. me." Yeah. Take your cross oh, daily. Yeah. Oh, my bad. Daily. Yeah. And then Saint Paul has this line. He says, "Let us make up in our bodies what are lacking in the sufferings of Christ." What does that mean? And it, I think it's also he says this is a great mystery. And it. it and so one of the things I find really cool about pilgrimages is you have to take up your cross daily and you have to make up in your body what are lacking in the sufferings of Christ. One of the, one of the cool parts of that is I get to take on sufferings of other people. So with certain students who you know, have maybe brought too much baggage – both spiritual, physical, oh, emotional, nice. and on one on one occasion, a guy bought, brought six pairs of boots in his bag. Oh, come on. And so his bag going over there. What is this, calf fry? <laughs> he, his bag was 52 pounds on the way over there oh. and 65 on the That'll way back. That'll cost you extra if you go it, over 50 pounds. Yeah. Apparently, they didn't check it on the way going over there. But on the way coming back, oh, he bought a bunch. Of he stuff. bought a bunch of stuff, oh, and so we all had to then distribute. Like oh. we're there, and it's sixty-five pounds, Boo. and we're like moving. And I open his bag foul. up. I'm like, "Where did you get all these boots? This is a ten-day pilgrimage. Pilgrimage party Why did foul. you? Tim- Do you think Timberlands were going to be good walking boots? 
Oh, Father, it was the first time out of the country. I didn't know what to bring. So now I check everybody's bags. You go through everyone's bags? No, I just I I describe the bag that they can bring nice. and that's it. So you get to carry on other people's sufferings both planned, which you you know that there's going to be a few, and also the mysterious ones that show up at the baggage terminal. Oh, yeah. Well, especially, yeah, people who maybe haven't traveled a lot before and they think, like, oh, I have to have, well, like, what if I what if I meet someone? I might need, like, a nice outfit. Like, come on. Yeah. Well, the other one is there's a pilgrimage through Kansas uh, for Emil Capen, blessed servant Pilsen? of God. Pilsen? Pilsen, Kansas? Yeah, Pilsen, yep. Kansas. And they do a walking pilgrimage every year. Really? And so some people go on this walking pilgrimage. And haven't walked more than five miles in the last, I don't know, couple weeks, right? They haven't done much walking. And other people have. So you get blisters. Your feet get sore. People will wear the wrong shoes. Pick up your cross daily. Yeah. Or I, a lot of times. It, um, Show up in penny people, loafers. People buy new shoes. Oh, we're going to Rome and we're going to walk 12 miles a day or 15 miles a day. I better get some new shoes. And then, like, the first time they wear them is, like, day one. It's not good. It's not good. Penny loafers. Yeah. I thought these penny loafers were going to be awesome. I wanted to look good in case I meet someone. <laughs> okay. One, no one wants to meet you. Two, uh, don't do that. Yeah. Wear comfortable shoes. Or or maybe not comfortable, but, like, good, yeah. Good, good worn-in good, shoes. Good walking shoes, right. Right. Yeah. So there's a lot of options. So as you as you kind of think about your summer... uh. How are you going to grow in your faith over the summer? I think too often we equate summer with vacation, uh, and then we and then I mean, so it, it's it's going to happen, it, and it's going to happen at just about every Catholic parish I've ever seen. There are going to be fewer people at mass in the summer, and that's most. I yeah. think two two reasons, especially in a college town, some people literally have left. They, the, I mean, the students obviously yeah. go Bo-wash. away. They go home. Um, people go on vacation, people go on pilgrimage, but then I think there's, a, there are people, and, and my hope is it's nobody listening to this right now who say, ah, it's the summer. I like to, I want to sleep in. We'll take a, you know, maybe we'll go to mass every other week or don't, 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 <laughs> right? When the Lord says, keep holy the Sabbath, keep holy the Lord's day. Um, that's not while school is in session. Mm-hmm. And so making mass a priority, uh, making confession a priority, making growing in your faith a priority. And one of the ways you can do that is sit down with your spouse, sit down with some friends, sit down with whoever you want to travel with and make a plan to do a little pilgrimage. Maybe start with start with Okarchi. Start with Bison, uh, Bison. Holy Family Cathedral, yeah. Our Lady's Cathedral. And see how that goes and then and then do it again. Maybe you do it a couple times. Maybe you do a, an overnight. You do you know, you go Pahuska, and then you go Prague, and then you go Holy Family, whatever it may be. Yeah, and there's some really cool ones. Uh, there's a um, the Shrine of the First Martyr in central Kansas, the first martyr of the Americas. Uh, I think his name is like Jose Padilla. And so we did a little historical of the uh, Santa Fe Trail and then little religious stuff. And it was really cool. 
Uh, me and a bunch of priest buddies. So we're this summer. I'm going to take some priest buddies, and we're going to do like the city museum in St. Louis, the uh, the new cathedral in St. Louis, the basilica with the. Is this me? Am I going? Uh, no, some priest. You know what else is in St. Louis? The bowling hall of fame. Really? Don't miss out on that. The World War One Hall of Fame in Kansas City is there, and then you can go up to Conception Abbey. World War One has a hall of fame. Not a hall of fame. Okay. Oh, I'm an idiot. Uh, the World War One museum, museum. Okay. and then you could go up to. Uh, Conception Abbey, real awesome monastery there. Then across the street is that convent with thousands of relics. They have relics, yeah. All, a Clyde convent. So a ton of opportunities. And really, this is true wherever you live. My good friend, uh, my my friend Pam Tupi, who lives in uh, California. Who? Never heard of her. Pam Pam and I went to college together. I know, you've spoken of her often. converted to Catholicism. She's awesome. And she and and her husband, Sean, they listen, uh, along with their children. And they live in California, right? And there's, oh my gosh, if you live in California, all up and down. Sacramento, those, San yes. Luis Obispo. Yeah, all those missions. and I mean, so really, wherever you live, just Google pilgrimages, Catholic pilgrimages near me and, and see what happens. If you can go overseas, go overseas. Holy Land, awesome. Rome, awesome. Road Belgium, trip. awesome. Bison, Oklahoma, awesome. It's not Rome, but it's still a great place where you can go and grow your faith. So do not take the summer off. The summer is for growing in your faith. And you actually now have more space, more time to to do something really different for you and your family. Be like St. Paul. Go away from the, the struggles of life. Yep. Go to the good Christian places and Amazing. be open to encounter Amazing. with Jesus. So as we close, just congratulations to all those uh, OSU grads. Uh, we're, we're proud of you. Don't forget about us here in, in Stillwater. Come see us. Come visit us. Uh, Stillwater High School graduation coming up. Lots of uh, lots of cool things, and we're just uh, happy to be here. And we wish you all well. And we'll see you next week. Many blessings. Bye.